this is Tracy Hickman. And I'm Laura Hickman. And our DNA is actually currently orbiting on the International Space Station. So, we are in orbit right now on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Surrender now and avoid war. Don't take your very toys, Mike. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Good evening, everybody. It's TalkCast 185, and it's Punky Brewster Night here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 66 Cloverleaf and EPA landfill past the Bart Simpson, Ralph Sampson animated basketball cart directly behind and adjacent to the e-book burning virtual fire pit next to the Clarence Lumpy Rutherford Memorial Pavilion, I Am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are many of the usual suspects and a couple of new ones and a couple of missing ones. In the Revere Time Vortex, violent soundboard vixen, chief architect of all that is technical, queen of unstable petroleum byproducts, and new iMac user, her second week with her new iMac, it's Kriana. I'm beating the silicon into submission. And I hope it's enjoying it. From the stacks of her personal silent zone in the dank dungeon reading room, cool, calm, and collected, there was a robot. It was hers. It's the Sombrarian. Who unmuted before she started talking. For the first time in weeks. It's a big everybody. <laughs> Normally we would say hello to the dead redhead at this point, but the dead redhead is in Boston being bored at a conference of some kind. interested in whatever she's doing. Oh, yes, that's exactly what it said for me to yes. read at that point. Sorry about that. So in lieu of that, we have special guests with us tonight, co-authors uh, mm, T. Morris and Pip Valentine. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much for having us on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. <laughs> Lord knows why you're actually here, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to be just keep into asking that. and people just keep saying yes. We don't know why. We just assume they don't listen we, to the I, show. <laughs> You know, you gotta understand, pimping ain't easy. Pimping ain't easy, you know. <laughs> but I did want to say, but before we get kicked off, I did want to say real quick. Earlier, you guys were talking about me and my my experience with podcasting for dummies, and you said, uh, you know, if we're doing it wrong, don't say anything. I, after hearing that intro you guys put together, <laughs> that's a kicking intro. Oh, I mean, you, come you on, you guys are good. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you to um. I love that Rob Watts. Rob Watts. Wow, why does his name just fly out of my what head? Rob, I'm sorry. Former guest. I know. He is a fantastic <laughs> guest, and he is an author as well as a composer in his own right. And you can, you can purchase his, awesome his CD. This, this one. At robwattsonline.com. Well, our end music is on Hold of Folk, isn't it? That's the yes. album at robwatts.com. Yeah. Yeah, Rob is kind of interesting in that when he uh, writes a book, he produces a companion CD of music to go with it. Uh, mind you, uh, anybody? Renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we have a friend that does that as well. His name's Alex White over at thegearheart.com, and he does this. He does the exact same thing. He has uh, several, uh, several. Well, he has one major major podcast, and then he's got two novellas, and yeah. all three of them have have original music. And he actually composed uh, the theme for the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences. He's disgustingly talented. Disgust. We hate the guy. That's why we have, we, we try have to, to work with him because we hate him so much. <laughs> keep an eye on him that way. Really, much much easier to keep track of it. Exactly. That point. Keep your enemies closer, right? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why we're here. <laughs> Hi. Uh -oh. Are we rival podcasts now? Could be. I don't know. We would have to produce a podcast. The ordinary gentleman has some has some competition to be our rival podcast now. We now, we now have three. Yeah, we also have another rival podcast called the uh, was it the Ben and Jerry's no, Ice Cream no. Podcaster. Oh, what are they called? It's the comics one. 
It's not Ben and Jerry's. You're so mean to them. They're so I, sweet. I they love so, us. So and now we're going to be sitting next to them at GraniteCon, and it's going to be wicked awkward. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on their podcast, and we'll say that again. And... It's still going to be awkward. <laughs> Anyhow, it's been an interesting week in science fiction this week. Some stuff's been happening. A lot of stuff hasn't been happening. Uh, but before we actually start anything else, uh, I want to say a kind of RIP to the last of the grandmasters of science fiction, Jack Vance, who died this week at 96. He wrote his first short story in 1945 for Thrilling Wonder Stories, uh, written multiple novels, incredible three uh was it three yeah uh new york times bestseller over and over and over again uh, his dying earth series the demon princess series and his uh twin standalone novels big planet and showboat world were some of the finest stuff ever written um i'm going to post a link on the website uh, to the obituary, to his website, and to his bio and bibliography, just so that you can see how prolific the gentleman was. Uh, his, he was legally he, uh, pronounced legally blind nine years ago, uh, wrote his last novel, Lalanth, while he was legally blind, uh, said it was his last book, and then went on to write his autobiography afterwards. Jack Vance, dead at 96. And I hate when this happens because now everybody's kind of like in a different <laughs> mood. And where the hell do we go it from this point? It was Ben and Josh's near mint comic show. That's the you, one! You're thinking Ben and ben. Jerry's and then you think mint chocolate chip and it just all goes to ice cream. Exactly! Exactly! That's exactly <laughs> what I do every time I'm on their show. Oh. oh, there's some news that's now tangentially related that I'm excited about. Okay. <laughs> so, Wait, the where's my bad segue? Share with the you know what's even worse? It's not even sci-fi news. Wow. Um, bad segue. The Jimmy Fun Scooper Bowl, where you go and you pay, okay. I think it's $5, and you get all the free ice cream you can eat, yeah. is, is next week. Wow, thank you. You're in Boston. And okay, so, so maybe... Okay, now you that's... guys made me think of ice cream. Okay, remember that. Remember that Maybe talk I was talking about the whole. Uh, you're you're not getting the podcast wrong. No, I'm taking no. it all back. <laughs> um, you start with a death, and then you derail. It's and, ice cream. Yeah, and it's ice cream. It's like I'm 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 I'm. However, ice cream can be eaten when you're feeling sad. See, okay. there you go. And there might be a robot at the ice cream show. You never know. Swear to God, New Zealand, you just fart rainbows, don't you? You're just all Miss Positive, aren't you? I am. I'm liking her more and more. <laughs> so this week's Kickstarter that I think I'm in love with is it a is group that is crowds. Right? I was going to say, yeah. That, <laughs> Before we go there. No, we're going here first. We're going to theirs in the second half. But you're, you're in love yeah. with theirs too, aren't you? Yeah. Calm down, Kriana, for God's sake. I this, think I've never why done this before. Show twice, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Uh, the uh, the link can be found yeah, exactly, at. Right? <sighs> Our planetary resources is crowdfunding a planetary telescope. Okay, that's right. cool. okay, that is cool. Okay, yeah, cool. All they need is a million dollars. That's ah! doable. As wow. The cool thing is, with 31 days to go, they're halfway there. Wow. They're at 477,000 with over 4,000 backers. It's a telescope. What are you going to do? I hate these people with a passion. No, you don't, because it's a telescope, and it's cool. All right. Oh, well, not only is it a telescope and it's cool, but the stuff that they're you know, giving as, as, as cool stuff, if you back them, get a picture of yourself taking it space. What? Are you How does that kidding work? me? You, they upload a, a picture. Very big lens. Yes. I incredible lens. They well, upload they a picture of you, and they take a selfie, which is the picture of you against the planet Earth from space. <laughs> uh, All right, there, there, there needs to be a stipulation in there. No duck face. Uh, yes. <laughs> if you're going to have your picture taken from outer space, no freaking duck face, okay? Oh, come on. 
No duck fix. All right, so what you've done is you just screwed up my whole picture now. Thank you. <laughs> don't, I don't ever want to see you doing duck face. No, you probably don't. And, and what's even cooler is is on the page, they have Peter Demandius, who's the one of the guys from Planetary Resources, being interviewed by Bill Nye, the science guy, about it. So come on. What's not to love about this project? Until it gets the until it gets the thumbprint of Neil deGrasse Tyson, don't talk to me. Oh, <laughs> you are a hard man to please. I am a hard man to please. That's He's back at the six hundred and fifty dollar mark, but that's okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh no, wait, now there's some sci-fi news that was confirmed this week. Neil deGrasse Tyson wasn't that confirmed this week that Neil deGrasse Tyson was going to be stepping in for the remake of Cosmos. God, that would be amazing if it's. I don't know. Oh, I did yeah. not see that. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Did it was on Facebook, so it can't be. It can't be a lie. <laughs> okay, well, that's almost as good as I dreamed it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You guys go on and. So on the of... internet, it has to be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so. Fine. I'm gonna go find it. Talk amongst yourselves. It's just a yeah, podcast. Yeah. Don't worry. I think we can do that. Kind of what we do all the time, anyway. Speaking of. Catwoman died again. What do you want? <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, we should have that spoiler alert thing because there isn't a show that we've done in the past three years where there hasn't been at least one. <laughs> spoiler alert. Oh, wow. Yeah, Catwoman died. So that happened. All right. But that's okay because it's comic books, which means she'll be alive again yeah, in six I weeks. I never take any, <laughs> any comic book news seriously. Like, oh, so-and-so uh, has a gay character now. Woo, frickity who. They can just retcon it. Yep, and they probably will in the course of the next yes. month. Chris Hardwick has a new web series. Uh, Chris, who is of the Nerdist. Uh, he has like a bajillion web series. Which one this and time? And the BBC. This one is called Course of the Force. I'm guessing it's about uh, Star Wars. Well, Course of the Force is an annual Olympic torch-style relay run with Star Wars lightsabers down the California coastline to San Diego Comic-Con that benefits the Make-A-Witch Foundation. This, oh, this so, is a great that's, idea. That's, that is very cool. And this year, uh, a bunch of writers uh, who have known Chris for a while, and I think, uh, gosh, what's his name? The guy who was on who was a writer with Chris. Wow, you're just insulting all one? of our guests today. Past? Oh, shut Let's see if we can get some future ones. And possible. Okay, so should I, like, uh, I don't know, crap on Chris Hardwick? Oh, no, I think God. this is actually really cool. Thank you, sad cat. So. <laughs> I remember who you're talking so our, about, but I also can't remember his name, although he was really. This is the treatment we can expect, Jay, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this podcast. <laughs> this interview is going to be awesome. It's, just, it's going to be you, absolutely winning. No, I'm into Watch the future, though. Who are those guys we had on? Yeah, exactly. Was it Matt exactly. Was, who were those guys? I think it was. Yes, it was actually Matt Weinhold. Through our archives, we figured hey, it know, out though. Show 185. <laughs> 185. Fair enough. Up to We've had a few guests, <laughs> and and many of them are actually memorable. <laughs> oh, well, it depends snap. how old you are. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. See there, when we had Norman Spinrad, everybody else kind of went. Matt Weinhold and I were talking about um, fan fiction, I believe. With Jennifer yes, you Lopez were. and Al. So, there, there you go for memorable. Oh, that, my <laughs> brain hurts. As wow. well it should. As... By the way, I did want to say, I did. it is confirmed, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he is going to be, on, in 2014, he will be doing a reboot of Cosmos. Wow. And Who's going anyone, to produce it? Um, okay, brace yourself, Fox. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Which means it'll be canceled after three episodes and then run out of order. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Fox of all people. I could just see the Big Bang will be in the yeah, middle. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Heat, heat death. They'll air the, the end, heat the, death the, one first. Yeah, heat, heat death first. You know, just to bring stuff. up the tone and <laughs> keep it light yeah. and happy, you know. <laughs> because somehow it makes more sense to somebody's wife. I have no idea. It's ridiculous. I'm kind of surprised Fox picked it up though, because the, you know I remember seeing it on PBS, and it was it was for the longest time one of the one of the biggest rated 
shows PBS ever ran until right. the until this little thing called Downton Abbey came along. I was just going to say until yeah. Downton Abbey. Until, until Downton Abbey. They're working and, their way through the alphabet. And if you like and if you like snark, <laughs> you got to be you got to be digging some Downton Abbey. I have actually oh, absolutely. never seen any Downton Abbey. You you're, wouldn't you're... like it. I don't think I would either. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's not enough time great. travel. There are very and very exactly. few explosions or and not a single character to be found regardless but, of the Maggie, Maggie Smith. Smith. Maggie friggin' Smith. No, that's that not going to keep her attention. You, no, no. Every time she walks into the scene, you're just like, you're everybody like, just shuts up. Like, what's she going to say? What's she going to say? Oh, shit, she went there. I mean, that's. Then that, she whips out a wand. <laughs> that's not something you usually hear about women doing. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Expelliarmus. Uh, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> Thank you, Brooks. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> there we go. I'm lost. So, Doug Jones is back on television with Falling Sky Season hey, 3. We love Doug Jones. We love Doug Jones. Uh, and and as odd as the first two seasons of Falling Skies were, kind of weak and indecisive, the last episode of Season 2 actually was an, uh, a nice tease. Then we found out Doug was going to be in season three. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, he, he, you heard it here first, people. Yeah, he actually broke the story on our show an hour after he signed the contract. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Yes, we have seen that. Hey, sloppy lurg. <laughs> Speaking Thank of you. sloppy bring... lurg. Yes. Dan Harmon is in talks to return to community. Oh my god. You can you're I'm not going, so there. going there. Because I have big sloppy lyric for community. Especially now without Chevy Chase. It will be What I wanna know is how they're going to have another season. Yeah, they did graduate, so Well only well, Jeff did. I suppose. But you don't really have a show without no, Jeff. Because like, he so. has to make the effort epic speech about what they really learned at the end of every episode. Maybe he maybe what he could come back as a teacher oh. or something. I was going to say if they can keep if they can keep uh if they can keep glee on the original students. Oh god, I know. Then, you know, But that's not exactly a yeah, good example. Kind of no. No. <laughs> no. I mean yeah, they but, can, but they end... good. I mean if Dan Harmon point... if Dan Harmon truly is coming back for to community you got nothing to worry about. I mean, I, I for the longest time I didn't I didn't watch Community. I didn't watch it until I sat down and watched. I'm trying to remember which episode it was. It was the first one. I think it was the Pink Ball episode. <laughs> which one? Oh, and I good. and I I thought to myself, my God, where have I been? Where where, where, where have, have I been? been? Where have I been all my life? Exactly. Yeah. Funny, I said the same. I said, I said the same thing when I started Fringe too. Yeah. So there you go. Well, you see, that that was my point exactly. I spent the first two seasons of Fringe going, why can't I remember anybody's name in this series? Why isn't something see, breaking and out? and I spent the first two seasons of Fringe going, oh, this is a pretty good show, and after that I went, this sucks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, <laughs> uh, Which brings us kind of to the halfway point of our show, at which point normally well, the dead redhead would... To the halfway would point. Oh, in other words, you no, have something else you want to say. No, in other words, we started late, so just, just saying we're not oh. quite there yet. Got another, like, okay. ten minutes, if you want. So what did you want to talk about? How Iron Man 3 should have ended? Uh, let's not, because we haven't seen it, so <laughs> let, let's stay away from the spoilers. I actually want to mix it up with you guys, because I understand that uh, none of you watch Hannibal. And we just found out that Hannibal is renewed for a second season, which makes Pippin... Oh, so happy. Oh, so very, very, very happy. Very happy. It's one of the few shows that we watch in real time next to... Next to um, Game of Thrones. I was going to call it the Peter Dinklage show, but Game uh, of Thrones... Uh, was... <laughs> See, and we, we've already insulted George R. R. Martin too many times on this show. So, do we ever watch Game of Thrones? Um, <laughs> for the first half season, sure. Yeah. Hmm... Well, I mean, it was all right. It was fine. Long it's enough to know that the little girl who plays Arya is, is awesome. awesome. I, have no, I, I don't really have any moral quandaries with the casting or the show itself. It's mainly I just I just don't like the books. 
Yeah, my problem was I got so mad at the books. Yeah, that, that and was I the knew problem. this show wasn't the gonna veer off coming, the books. Listeners. Well, yeah, I mean they they've deviated so quite a bit from not as much oh, as True Blood. Oh, not as True much Blood as True Blood. Extremely <laughs> exceptional in their deviations. I mean, <laughs> See, when but I have, stopped have watching quite a few characters. In, in when I stopped throne. watching Game of Thrones, they were saying, "Oh no, we're not going to change anything. It's going to be just <laughs> like the books that everyone knows and Whatever. loves." Whatever. And then the fifth book came out, and it was like, "What is this river turtle?" <laughs> yeah, and I think that's when they were like, "Let's veer away from yeah, the books a little yeah. bit." Yeah. How about you like, take a U-turn and head back to uh, the unlike Walking Dead, which should have sort of stuck to the source material a little harder, perhaps. A little harder, maybe. Yeah. But going back to Hannibal. Um, <laughs> Is that where yeah, Hannibal? Oh yeah. Started. That's kind of where this whole thing um, started. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I and I I I boldly I will I will go on this podcast and boldly say, I prefer. There have been three fine actors who have played. Hannibal Lecter. Oh, here we go. There is uh, the first one, Brian Cox, who was in the movie Manhunter, directed by Michael Mann, started William Peterson. Then you've got uh, Silence of the Lambs with Anthony Hopkins, who won an Oscar, I believe, for his performance. And well should have. And well should have. Now we have Miles... <laughs> yeah. Then we have Miles Milkinson. Yes. Uh, people know Miles. him as Miles. 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 Um, he is a Danish actor. He, he people know him from Casino Royale. He was Le Chief, the 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 big the daddy, the villain. Um, I dare say I like his Hannibal better than any of the other actors, including Sir Anthony Hopkins. I feel Hopkins. like this is a divisive issue. I, I feel like this should be our oh, it, for next week. Who was your favorite Hannibal? Or if none of the three uh, who played him, who is your fantasy Hannibal? And no, no ooh, judging ooh. on what sort of fantasy that might be. We really don't want to know. It's just Elba. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My answer to anything of those sort is Idris Elba. <laughs> Sorry. He's a very tall black man. <laughs> oh my. With a British accent. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> uh, no, Ma, but um, you know that. I mean, and how how Maz uh, proved himself, in my opinion. Um, there was this wonderful product placement in the original Signs of the Lambs where they're getting ready to uh, to to hook up Hannibal for the night. And you see a, a a placement of Bon Appetit magazine, <laughs> and um, and and I, I I had the chance on a podcast to interview the head editor of Bon Appetit, and she said we sold more subscriptions that year than the entire history. <laughs> Everybody wants the rest of candy. But 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 here, but in in it was it wasn't last week's Hannibal. It was the week before. Hannibal is having another serial killer for dinner, and, and, as you do. And the serial both of the serial killers are alive. He's not yes. eating the other serial no, killer. Not yet. Oh. Um, but the, but the serial killer, the, the, the um, but Hannibal pours him. He says he says, "Would you care for another local vintage?" And he's pouring him wine. And this is set in uh, this is set in the Northern Virginia, uh, Baltimore, Baltimore area. area. And and the uh, the other guy went, Virginia. I thought this was a French wine. And with without missing a beat, Hannibal just goes, "The Virginia wine revolution is upon us." <laughs> and let me tell you something. I guarantee you, right now, all these wine snobs are. Tripping over themselves because, like, hey, if this is good enough for Hannibal Lecter, it's good enough for me. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, the food, I don't care if it's my next door neighbor. <laughs> the food on the show looks absolutely yes, stunning. A lot of blood sauce, though. <laughs> a lot of red sauce on the plate. Someone said to me, someone said, would, if Hannibal Lecter called you up and said, I would like to have you for dinner, would you go? I would say, I would show up on his stoop naked with an apple in my mouth saying, <laughs> dig in. Tuck in, bro. Too Tuck in. much information. <laughs> I, I think there's a budding bromance in the... In, oh, he's always got a bromance. I got a, bro, I got a bromance for Hannibal Lecter. Yes, I do. <laughs> I got such a bromance. But the thing is, the last time anybody had a bromance for Lecter, they had their neck snapped by him. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's... That's, that's a bad thing. It's, it's a dangerous, dangerous... Uh... I like living on the edge. <laughs> Trying to like this podcast again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. Ooh. laughs> going on. I, I see a random sound bite in the razor. I can't. Oh, I do can't, not I, touch I, that. I can't. Oh, wait, wait. Don't touch it. And I, and, I, and, I, and on that, I raise. I, I, I see your and raise you up. Oh, oh well. I'll, what I've got is a. That's. <laughs> That's my at the door. Hannibal! Maybe. <laughs> Hello, T. I've been oh, listening God. to the podcast. What was that about an apple in your mouth? 
and I'm, I'm waiting. waiting. <laughs> so Hannibal, look out for naked men on your doorstep. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's where we concluded. I'll sign up. And have the DVD of Casino Royale playing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> there we go. Ellie, tenderized Bond. Why not? You know, what I mean. Oh. <laughs> if I. If, if, I'm not even going to go there. I don't want to go there. No, do not go there. I'm not going to go there. Dark places. Dark. Doctor Doctor Lecter, why are all the seats in your in your house missing missing cushions? <laughs> why are they open bottomed? <laughs> I will talk about that later. Don't mind the hemp on the wall. Oh, oh dear. Aren't you glad you invited us on your show? <laughs> yeah. Erase so the glad. class. There's a flavor happening here that I'm a little concerned with, but not all that much to be honest could with be, you. Could be flavor, flavor, and then you could be more concerned. Oh my god. Well, we're going to start adding to the creepy jars. Are we? Soon. <laughs> we do have a creepy jar. We do, and I'm usually the, the lone victim of uh, putting money in the creepy jar. I but you're all giving me a run for the money. I jar last week. You actually filled the creepy jar last week. I did because they told me that Benedict Cumberbatch had the shower scene in Into Darkness, and I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> that is not creepy in any way, shape, or form. Benedict Cumberbatch is a—he's a—he's a handsome gentleman. Appar- apparently, he looks unhappy about it, though. I believe that my transgression. <laughs> wow. I think my transgression was saying that I felt has- like. J.J. Abrams, since he deprived us of that scene, owed us each Benedict Cumberbatch in our own shower for a live reenactment. Yeah, I, I think that was the point where he... That was the point in which... That we was where I was jar. required to add money to the creepy yes. jar. And since you had to bring it up again, which, I, I no, feel like you should J.J. re-donate. Yes. Back in the creepy yeah. jar. Yeah, I'll, I'll it, add it, some money to the creepy jar. At the point at which you were spreading shower gel all over Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> said to JJ we said if JJ Abrams could bring back anything to Star Wars from Star Trek what would it be Yeah thank you very much I, I once worked at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting I hear that you once had a real radio show <laughs> I did until anyway anyway uh, so, so what were the top 3 answers so the top three answers. Well, there were a lot of actual. Uh, I think I think I voted here. in this one. I think they you did actually. What I voted for. <laughs> Some of the losers were seven of nine, which is a shame. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Borg was another big loser, but the three uh, coming in at number three was mini skirts. All right, and- <laughs> I voted for that creepy jar. Creepy jar. Okay, not me for a change, but you can thank Illustrator X. Yeah, right. <laughs> Creepy jar X. Is that mini, is that mini skirts for everybody or just for the girls? I would have thought of everyone. You know. Well, I was going to say mini skirt. Hey, Steve Bobafet's okay with skirts. I mean, he's That's wearing true. kilts all the time, so no well, big deal. I'm judging on the spirit of the entry, not the actual text. Then the spirit, <laughs> I assume, was just for the girls. So, Creepy uh, Jar, all of y'all yeah, who voted for that. All right, what was number two? Okay. So, so Julie, that yeah, means you Julie. as well. Creepy, honey. He's Julie, <laughs> man. <laughs> Coming in in second place uh, was Q. Yeah, I voted for Q because Q is awesome. She did. And John Delance can still do it. Yeah, Hell he can still yeah, pull he it could. off. Absolutely. Absolutely. He can be creepy anytime. Oh, by the way, that that is, in no. fact, how you pronounce his name, which took me almost a year to figure out. Been a fan of his ever since he was on Days of Our Lives. Just <laughs> you watch Days of Your Lives. You know what? Back in, see, back, back when, we go. back when I was a child, we didn't, we didn't have like robotics camps like they have for Sonic Boom, and so that meant that during you the watch summer, TV all summer. I watched TV a lot, and we all this, did absolutely. But there were, there was a, there, John Delance was, uh, he was, he was actually on as this quirky, cra- quirky, crazy dude who was getting psychiatric help or something or other, and he would make secret agent gadgets. He actually had a bow-tie telephone. <laughs> I remember this. And I was like, wow. Your childhood was not misspent. Was no, it? it wasn't. But the but So imagine that childhood coming back to haunt me when I'm watching the first episode, you know, Encounter at Farpoint, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's the dude from Days of Our Lives, and he's the baddie. <laughs> so there you go. And the number one answer by our Facebook readers was the holodeck. 
<laughs> but why? Make Jedi just. I was going to say that's the one thing that they already have in the Star Wars universe. I mean, they have holograms, but they. They have holograms, so I mean. But I don't think they have a holodeck. Holodeck is well, a little different. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Not by much. Yeah, kind of by a lot. Kind of, kind of I mean, we technically kind of have holograms odd. now. Technically. Sorry. <laughs> Not those kind. <laughs> but but no holodeck. No holodeck yet. Actually. So, uh, maybe for next week's poll, if you could be choose your Hannibal Lecter, and if the one you choose hasn't been Hannibal Lecter yet, who would you want to play Hannibal Lecter or something? Dead Redhead, you figure that out when you get back from that boring I conference vote, in I Boston. Vote, I mean, that wonderful for Dinklage. <laughs> Come on, he'd be creepy. There's always room for Dinklage. That would be amazing. Uh, but if you had, like, Dinklage and Anthony Hopkins, it could be Hannibal and So that, that would be... <laughs> That's first of all mean. Second of all, they would they wouldn't be science bros, they'd be serial bros. Serial bros. Same thing. I just started it. You heard it here first. Serial bros. You know Anyhow Leprechaun and Tony the Tiger. They're serial bros. Sorry. And Dan Sam. I apologize. Yeah. I, I'm channeling spider wow. feel bad. You Your ran pun right was bad, and you, you took us right into a wall sorry, with that. I'm you know, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. I should have taken you into a steampunk wall. It's like a regular wall, but with more gears. Ah, <laughs> uh, which brings us wow, back. Wow, nice egg. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna give myself a good segue, Stefan. Awesome. Yes, I don't. Well, good you news. It, You're not but... in charge of the soundboard, are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This has become my favorite podcast okay. ever. <laughs> T. Morris and Philippa Valentine, who yes. are like like steampunky people, whose Kickstarter is the Ministry Don't Initiative. Don't have never been more eloquent. Am I? They're like steampunk people. You know, I am I'm an eloquent guy. So, Pip is from New Zealand, which is why she has that wonderful accent. Thank you. And I've been working on it all your life. All your life. <laughs> uh, and according to her biography, thought Lord of the Rings was a suitable bedtime story. Uh, My dad did, yes. Who doesn't think it is? <laughs> uh, I'm confused. I don't know. But... Why is that a thing? <laughs> so. Well, it depends on how old you are. I, yeah. might, I was like six. <laughs> that seems old. <laughs> <laughs> Start reading Lord of the Rings? Could start it around four. True. And T. Morris, what can you say about a, a person who sits at my podcast and has written a book called Podcasting Practices for Dummies? Hey, now. You can say many things about him. <laughs> and has also written a book that is subtitled Sex, Drugs, and Killer Muppets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you talk about a show that could, that could retcon but retcon better than anybody else. It was Farscape, and God bless him for it. I love me some Farscape. That was one of the oddest shows on the... God bless the Henson Company. You know why it was, yeah. you know why it was odd and awesome? Because it was made in Australia. <laughs> Featuring New Zealand actors. Oh, Thank that's you very true. Much. It had Lani Tupu in it. And My homeboy. Yeah. And Lani, percent But two Muppets in it. Yeah, I always thought Claudia Black Incredible. was a real person. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody should add her to the list of people who will now never be on the show. Well, when we see her, we'll tell her, and she'll be very upset. She'll be very up. She'll be very put off. Naughty, naughty, there is naughty. an actual official list somewhere out there in the ether of people who we've insulted enough that we feel they should, they will never agree to be on the show. That's nice. So we should have checked that before we came you, on the show, T. Yeah, no, no, not we should have. Boy, we're getting ourselves into. <laughs> so, can we talk a little bit about the ministry initiative, please? Well, that was why I screamed just now. And <laughs> it wasn't because I, I poked you with a sharp no. implement. Um, normally she's poking me with a sharp implement, but uh, while we're recording, while we are making this recording, we just got our 300th backer. And we just hit the 50% mark. 
So we have Yay. now raised ten thousand of twenty thousand dollars, and we have sixteen days to go. Dun dun dun. And considering that we have been doing this for two weeks, uh, as of as of yesterday, um, I'm at, at the recording of this. I mean, you know, we're we're still trying to wrap our brains around it but as far as that that's the kickstarter experience which we can talk about which later. we are trying to do to raise money for an anthology but because they love your accent why don't you tell them oh, all about yes, the I ministry will. Shut, <laughs> <laughs> shut your pie hole modest back in your box um yeah so it's a it's an anthology and a role-playing game a role-playing game and an anthology uh, the anthology is featuring some steampunky goodness from us and uh, Liana Renee Heber and Delilah S. Dawson and other steampunky type folks just like us. And then steampunk people. Steampunk people, sorry. People made I just mentioned those, yes. <laughs> and uh, then of the which role you are among. <laughs> and then the role playing game, we're working with uh, Galileo Games, and it's a fake core based pen and paper system where you can play a secret agent in a corset, man or woman, it doesn't matter. They make corsets for either or both. And uh, you can. <laughs> You could go on adventures with the ministry around the world. So uh, hopefully when it's all said and done, we should be getting something out by September, October, end of the year, and uh, commence the playing and the reading. We have a lot of terrific stuff planned for – well, because we hit 10,000, I have to do my dance. Oh, my gosh. I've got to do, do a dance. dance. So I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to announce it. Yeah, podcast, gonna be... We need video of this. <laughs> Oh no, I'm doing yeah, there is. There's gonna be but see you gotta be a backer oh, to see the video. Yeah. Uh and the video will be me doing the Humpty Dance. <laughs> yes. With the help of Dance Central. Yay. I'm going to take Caucasianness to a whole new level. Surprise <laughs> or a punishment? A little bit of both. It's a prize for us. A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's a um, and we're 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 working right now on on new stretch goals, on new current goals, things to sweeten the pot with, and it's 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 just been a, a real education. I don't know why people would put themselves through this kind of this kind of torture, <laughs> um, but I I I have learned so much about Kickstarter since uh, since jumping into this with uh, uh, Brendan Taylor and J.R. Blackwell. Uh, these two have had some very successful. Uh, Kickstarters in the past, and they have <clears throat> they have assured us that we are on the right track. And so we're like, okay, we're like, okay, okay. but but it's been a it's been a real uh, it's been a real roller coaster ride, and uh, we have we have lots to do, but it's been it's it's just been great, and I feel very fortunate to have the crew uh, in this game. You know, along along with along with the the people that that were mentioned in the anthology, we have PJ Schneider, who I believe will be coming on the show. Uh, later, later on, I know Michael talk Michael's about biting about zombies. Yeah, to talk about about uh, zombies and and romance, you know, romance. And how to with, kill them? How to kill them while while getting your you know getting your your thing on with <laughs> with, with, your, with your with your bow, and but also talking about writing role playing games because she's she's writing the 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 rule book for the role playing game, and uh, yeah, we we've just been having a great time. Oh, did I happen to mention we're also in edits? for the third book while all this is going and on. And writing the fourth book. <laughs> and writing the fourth book while all this is going on. Well, I mean, it, it's it's nice that you have a little bit of free time to come here. <laughs> this is our free time. So, seriously, let's let's talk for a minute about the, the using Kickstarter as a platform, uh, using it as a funding source, using it as a promotional source. You said you've been learning a lot of things in, in doing this. What did you mean by that? Well... Uh, well, updates. One, yeah. For, well, for one thing, um, what people what, what people think, I, at least what I believe, what people think uh, leads to a good Kickstarter are two two things. First off, is the first impression, mm -hmm. and then I'll have Pip talk about updates. Um, the first impression is that that all important video, the video that you get that you that when you get to the site, you see the video, and you go, and, "This looks like a person who could do this." Or this all. this looks like a group of people that've got their they've got their act together. And they're not just doing a selfie in the basement with the lights turned off, going, "Give me your money." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, with, with duck face, express duck face. There was no duck face in our in our video. 100%. But we were like, okay, so you know, what what what's the what? I mean, we've seen 
we have seen other steampunk um, projects where it was a guy sitting on a couch, boring the and he was and he was holies off you. Yeah, he was doing that sort of forced witticism that made you just kind of go, I can't watch this anymore, and um, which tends to make people not give you money. Exactly, <laughs> um, and apparently it didn't. Um, <clears throat> so there was that, but then you know we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? So we 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 put in some time. Thinking out, you know, let's have an opening opening sketch. So we did this opening sketch, and then that went into our presentation. And we were very fortunate that we had all this footage from previous book trailers, and we interlaced that into into our into our intro. But the thing is, that intro took us a lot of time and a lot of effort to put together. And I think when people are going to back a project, they'll notice that in that first in that first intro. Um, yeah, these people have got their got their game on. And so instead of it being like Pip said earlier, uh, a guy at his computer using the computer as his lighting source and then saying, give me money. You know, you could have so the like a bad cam show at that. Point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It starts to, it starts to become, you know, he's the guy that breaks the creepy jar. OK, he, <laughs> might, he, he might have he might have the idea that could cure cancer, but. But because of his his ability to to creep break, you out, to creep you out, <laughs> you're you're not going to want to give him any kind of contact information. You know, yes, you don't want him to know. And then what about updates, Pip? Well, I mean, that's one of the things. Is um, I, I saw someone on Facebook today point this out. If uh, if you not update, you know, you, you set the Kickstarter off, and then you've got a month or two months to when it finishes. But if you don't put up updates and keep in touch with people, people are not going to um, be very interested in update and and you know pledging more money or sharing it with their friends and stuff. So you've got to be active during the time that your Kickstarter is running so that people know you give a damn. Right. And then I think the other thing too, the other big lesson that I'm seeing here is that if you're realistic about, if you're realistic about your, um, about, about who you are, where you're coming from and your, I don't want to, I, I guess the, the, the best word I can use is humble about it. I think you're, I, I think Kickstarter is a good platform for you. And I mean, I'm referencing things like the, the recent um, high profile, like the Amanda Palmers. And then there was Zach Graff. Zach Graff and Melissa Joan Hart. I mean, I know that, I know that Melissa Joan was the only one of those three. She didn't get her money. She didn't, she didn't get her money, mm. but she came awfully close. Yeah. She came awfully, awfully close. And I think what 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 sets us, what sets apart some kickstarters from others is that humility factor. Um like when like when the oatmeal like when the oatmeal um said let's build a goddamn Tesla museum, the way they they promoted that was yes. just nothing short of awesome. Absolutely. And um uh, and I I mean but and they were just they're saying like why doesn't this also, guy have a museum? Let's... Yeah, no really? kidding. So let's build Tesla a goddamn Tesla museum, and uh, and I think that had a lot to do with it. Now I'm I'm surprised Zach Graff actually made his money. And I'm, yeah, and I'm really surprised that Amanda Palmer. I mean, I knew people who went to the show and they loved the show, but um, honestly, when Amanda Palmer said the thing, you know, when she reluctantly started paying her her musicians based on the pressure, I'm like, that should have been a no brainer. That's not the whole story. I know it's not the whole story. These, these aren't people that, that she had a contract with that said you were going to come and perform at our show. But to be so flippant, and I can speak on this because I've I've been there not just as not just as a uh, as a writer, but I've been there as an actor, and I've been there uh, well, not as a musician, but I got friends who are musicians who have been there. When she said, when she said, I can't pay any of my pay, pay any of my local musicians, but I promise high fives and beers all around. I'm like, have you ever tried paying rent that way? I mean, it's it, it was a very all flippant right, so thing the, for the her way to that do. I, I heard it was that she was inviting any local musicians who wanted to play with her to come and play with her, but it wasn't like she was expecting them to be there. You know, that, okay, that's just how okay. I heard it. I Put don't know so, what the truth of the matter is. Yeah, that that's that's a great that's a great spin. I actually read the statement I, that I she did made as well, in though. It, so. And I was I was really stunned at that kind of flippancy, particularly from a musician, particularly but, from I mean, another don't you musician. Think it could have maybe been artists. the situation that the way I took it, but maybe just she handled it that the wording was not quite right. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But well, she it, did turn around and pay people in the she end. She did turn around and pay people. But then felt sort of, yeah. Forced. forced. <laughs> it's Amanda and, and, Palmer. Well, no, you know, she, she usually does. actually is really good oh. about the internet. I, w- I will say that, like, this is one thing that she fucked up out of, like, a million things that she could have fucked up that she didn't. And Yeah. But 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 no, no no I mean I mean and and you know what this 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 could easily be a conversation for another <laughs> podcast where where you know that sometimes you can give it, you can surround yourself by so many yes people that any idea you throw out there people will say yes and they'll sign off on it. Um, All right, so if anyone know, and, ever needs and, criticism, and, please call me. Just call. I'm <laughs> happy to Kriana is really anything. good at criticism. Kriana at sci-fi Saturday night dot com. Yeah. Because I can tell you right now, if you have not if you have not uh, read our books, I can tell you right now, you would be a welcome addition to our fans because our fans like to keep us humble. Well, I mean, it's not like I <laughs> like to a... criticize things just for the sake of being mean about it. I mean, it's really for the purpose of making it better. If you suck, I'm going to tell exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> Some people don't understand that, though. But but the point I'm getting at is that that. Um, you know, part of the reason why, you know, people are saying like 20,000, that's a lot. Well, a lot of what we're paying for is good artists and also editorial, editorial good editorial. And Jeez, wait, 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 20,000, that's a lot to, and you're doing One, a print version of this? Limited print version. We're doing limited, but, but the 20,000, yeah, well, the 20,000 is split between us and Galileo Games. Right. Uh, ten, ten of it is for, I mean, uh, ten is ten of us for the anthology and ten is for the RPG, and then of course you've got your Kickstarter takes a bit, and you got to you've still got to pay taxes on your Kickstarter. And so you're still got to pay off all those uh, all those pledge. Uh, exactly. Prices. Yeah, yeah. You got to get it goes. It doesn't go as far as you think. It yeah. goes quick. Absolutely. So you got to kind of watch that. A lot at all. I think. No. Um, it is. It sounds like a lot. It, it is if you've never well, done it. Well, I mean, it's objectively <laughs> a large number, but for what you're trying to do, I think it's quite reasonable. Yeah, yeah. So, but, so, but the other well, thing too is that we're 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 paying professional rates, and that's another thing that we're we wanted to make sure if that you, the, if you want professionals, you got to pay yeah. professional rates. So absolutely. And there and there are some people that are in that are in our stable that are that are um, that have been you know they they they've been professionally published before. And we've even had a couple people like um, like uh, Laura Harris, Lauren Harris, who wrote a wonderful uh, bit of steampunk set in Japan, oh. and wow. uh, and she's uh, this this is her debut, and she she wrote she originally wrote for Tales from the Archives, and I wrote to her and said I don't want to podcast this, I want this in the anthology, and she was like Are you sure? And I said We were like Yes, we're sure. So I mean, you know, but we wanted to that still. Everyone pay. gets paid pro rates. Pro rates. That's 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 the thing, you know. So why did you decide to bring this project out in through Kickstarter? Well, we had a uh, we're going to have a break between an unfortunate break between book two and book three. Uh, book two came out last year. Book three is coming out at the beginning in January of next year. So we wanted to keep the ball rolling and keep, you know, people are like, when's the next book? Like, uh, nothing we can really do about that. It's on a publishing, New York publishing schedule. So we wanted to have something to give to readers in between. And we've done a bit of, uh, well, T's done layout for a, a independent publisher up in Canada, Dragon Moon Press, and we've got we know lots of writers and we know editors and cover artists and people who shoot amazing photography that we can use for cover art. So we're like, I don't know, let's just do this. And originally we were going to kickstart this, and then we got approached by Galileo Games, and they said, why don't we just do one massive Kickstarter? Combine Com- our powers. We will combine our powers. We will use our powers for good. And that's how we, we got into the Ministry Initiative, which is the Ministry Initiative role-playing game and Ministry Protocol, which is the anthology. And, um, and, and, we, and we made sure that in the Kickstarter there are people, if people want to get just the role-playing game or if people just want yeah. to get the anthology or if they want to get both, then all those I options are there. That. That's one thing that and, I really like about your Kickstarter versus a lot of the ones that we've seen. And we try to do one Kickstarter at least per week, so we've seen a lot of them. Is, is I that bet you most have. of the Kickstarters are really light towards the sub-$50 pledge level. There, there's, 
at least mm-hmm. two. One is usually, you know, one dollar. Thanks, chumps. And, and <laughs> may, maybe they'll have a ten. Maybe. Usually they'll have a twenty-five and then like a fifty. But you have like ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, another twenty-five, and then the fifty. Right. And it, and it gives people a right. lot more options. Now, what I wish was that Kickstarter was a little better about mixing and matching options and giving you that that sort of tools. Yeah, well, we actually uh, PJ is working on doing some upgrades because we've had people who are like, well, I want I want to buy this, but then I want to, you know, add the role playing game or yeah. add the anthology. So she's working on some sort of add on system to uh, so people can pick up. PJ's got some want. vicious mojo on this, and she's working <laughs> it hard. And and so uh, so yeah, so 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 we have we have a lot of options, and we're always trying to come the up with thing new that options. I really like, if I can compliment you some more. I, I, I'm not in criticism tonight, like, apparently. Evidently not. If you keep this up, we, you will, you, you, this podcast will become the only podcast we talk about on other Whoa. podcasts. <laughs> It'll be like podcastception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they fold in know, themselves. I know, they'll collapse into the, the, each other. Uh, well, the top no, no, but the other thing that I really continue. like, besides having multiple lower pledge amounts, which I assume gets you a lot more backers, because more people are, are willing have to a throw lot of- 10 bucks at something than they are to throw 25 by a lot, yeah, um, is that you have multiple options for either print or electronic, and you're not necessarily forcing people who want electronic things to get print things. I don't... Yeah. Well, no... Yeah, we we um we we're all about uh, the ebook because when we're when we're not working with the folks over at uh, Ace, we're also working uh, independently with Imagine That Studios. Yeah. Um, what we do uh, from the ebook from the ebook realm is we we take the the short stories that we buy for uh, Tales from the Archives, our Parsec winning podcast, and we go on ahead and we. Uh, Send them out as ebooks. We 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 sell them at like ninety nine cents mm. a pop. So we, we actually do a lot of uh, short fiction that we do e published on you know Smashwords, oh, Amazon, lovely. all the yeah. all the ones. So we're we're pretty we're pretty ebook friendly. And I mean, some people like the ebook. Some people want a, a collector's you know item that they can stick on their shelf sure. with a signature in it. And um, if you want well, both, see, it's cool too. And, and this is where it comes into play to the different interests. So I, I like steampunk stuff, but it's not my favorite thing. So while I'd definitely be willing to throw 10 bucks at you for an, an electronic version, no problem. It's not taking up any room anywhere. And I think you guys are cool people. Mm-hmm. And you, you have an honest face. Uh, and, and I think I think <laughs> you'll go through with it. Uh, I, I don't necessarily want a book on my shelf for that because, you know, we're going to move and we have a lot of books and I don't want to carry another book, uh, even though I really like books. <laughs> well, the Kindle only take up a little bit of space on the Kindle. Only a little bit of space on the Kindle. Just a few or bites. I know. Just you, a few you can bites. fit 1,000 copies <laughs> of this on, on my iPad, probably. Well, feel go. free to buy 1,000 <laughs> yeah, copies. We'll buy 1,000 but, but for the people who, who love steampunk, and there are a lot of people who love steampunk, they will want yes, the, the beautifully bound collector's edition that's signed by everyone, and that will be part of their prize collection. Now, conversely, there might be a Kickstarter that I'm like, must have this in book form that they would be like, no way. But they might chip in for an mm. e-version of it. So I, I think you guys are right. really smart to have it going both ways. You're going to maximize interest for both ends of the spectrum. We're trying to. We're trying to. And, and we can't take all the credit, though, because <laughs> no, PJ, PJ and JR look, and, look, and Brennan look, have been guiding. I, I have I, – I don't hesitate to say schooled some really awesome authors, including New York Times bestselling author Tracy Hickman, as to how to work this sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> he, has, he has admitted it on the show, and he will, if you ever ask him, admit it. Oh, he's good people. No, no, Tra- Tracy Hickman's very good people. I, 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 lo- I love me some Tracy Hickman. Tra- um, Tracy's one of our favorite, favorite, favorite guests, and you, you guys are vastly working your way up there. So, so I think <laughs> yeah, Tracy com- comes to me and asks how he, sh- he should do it, and I'm telling you guys that you're doing a good job, that like you get the Kriana stamp of Kickstarter approval. I need a stamp, well, guys. Go. I need a stamp. <laughs> or at least 
Or, or, or bell, or bell, a stamp or bell, a stamp or bell. We should get you. We should get you a Kriana stamp of approval sound effect. It, it could be something like. <laughs> oh no, no! You know what it should be? It should, should be. Should... The, it should be the sound of Godzilla <laughs> stepping on something. Preferably <laughs> Bambi. There you go. There you go. No, I'm an I'm an ex librarian. It's got to be one of those big metal stamps that oh, you push down and it. I like putting the. Date I love on that. It was my favorite part of my job. It's fun. <laughs> Zombrarian is actually a current librarian, but I think I think she's moved oh, again. And those stamps are plastic now, and it's really sad. Uh, but they yeah, still do make a pretty good noise. It was about three uh, three years ago. I quit being a librarian to be a writer, but I miss my stamp. <laughs> I don't see. I have this big metal stamp that if the zombie apocalypse came, I could have just that would really, be your I, I could have killed zombies. That would be your weapon. I was looking around. Like you overdue. <laughs> I was looking around the library the other day, and I was thinking that really libraries are pretty defensible in the event of an of a zombie apocalypse. Actually, no. You want to know where to where to be when the zombie apocalypse hits? You want to be New Zealand. About no. Well, that, but you also want to be about an hour outside of Detroit, Michigan, at this place called Beef Jerky Unlimited. <laughs> Eating beef jerky. Sweet Christ Almighty! They had everything there. We spent a hundred dollars <laughs> on beef jerky. We dropped a hundred dollars on beef jerky, and let me tell you something. This was this was beef jerky nirvana. We did so not. So it was worth the hundred dollars. <laughs> Hell's to the yeah! Oh my God, this stuff was great. It was and, like beef lollipop. Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> Just, that sounds wrong. Just pop, just pop <laughs> a sounds jerky. Sounds wrong, and yet just, creepy jar worthy. Well done. Just, just pop some jerky in your mouth, suck on it, and then after it softens up, I know it works the other way around, ladies. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> and then just chew all, chew all your life. I apologize. As soon as my husband starts talking about beef jerky, he turns into a jerk. <laughs> How about a quick jerk? <laughs> How about a quick jerk before you work? Oh, you know? I'm gonna stick a plug in that <laughs> filthy mouth. Here's uh, a TARDIS. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, I'll take, I'll take a TARDIS. And... Wow. I think we were talking about the Mystery <laughs> Initiative. Let me bring it back around. Oh, and for the for your listeners who are going, okay, this sounds like a really neat Kickstarter. We know it's steampunk, but what exactly is the Ministry of Peculiar Currents? Oh, yes, yeah, that. We started this about 20 minutes ago. Yes. I know. I know. Are if you still st- with if us? Are if you're still, you're still listening, God bless you guys. We appreciate it. Um, the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences, I, I think the best way to describe it is uh, a steampunk version of the X-Files. And I do mean the steam, the X-Files before, David Duchovny. Duchovny, before Duchovny left the show. Um, oh, it's you actually know. good. Okay. Yes, the good X-Files. Bioman. Yeah, Bioman, you know, the fat-sucking vampire. The pretty boys. The twin. The pretty boys. You know I, the I one where they went this whole part where X-Files was good at some point? <gasps> Oh, oh my god! I mean, I have tried to watch this. If I could reach, no, you have to stand. She's a child. Yes, that's true. She's a child that is in desperate need of a spanking. See how I let that go by? Look at me. I'm the perfect gentleman. Um. Yeah, okay. I got, we, we, called... we got one Archer fan out there. We got one yeah. Archer fan. Yeah. Just also... the tip. <laughs> I love Archer. Zip that with the Archer quotes. You can go all night about the yeah. Archer. Oh, um, that's so All I've had is Archer's gonna... and Bears. Excuse me while I punch <laughs> Okay. So, anyway. So, it's. So, so it's. A, <laughs> it's people. Um, so, <clears throat> anyway. So, it's. um. It's part steampunk X Files, but it's also James Bond in a corset. James Bond in a corset. It's uh, it's like the, sort of it's, right it's the BBC. Yes, <laughs> it's the BBC version of the Avengers, uh, not Marvel Comics, but BBC with John Steed and Emma Peel. It's got that kind of vibe going on, but it's all set in the 19th century. And I'm going to segue with uh, to Pip here on the the two the two lead characters of the Ministry of Peculiar Currencies. Well, strangely enough, one of them's from New Zealand. Shocker. <laughs> uh, she's a um, explo- rather explosive secret agent that gets demoted because she blew something up. Something, I don't know, a secret base in Antarctica or something like that. And she gets demoted down to the archives. And uh, being an, a former librarian, we have lots of in-jokes about librarians and archivists and how Eliza thinks 
librarian and an archivist did the same thing. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, okay, have no. you seen have you seen the series? <laughs> well, it was kind of just like three movies. It's called The Librarian. And he's yes. really an archivist. And he's an archivist. <laughs> he's an archivist. Right? Yes. Yes. We you get know you. what I mean. You're on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We <laughs> get you. Right there with you. And now you will listen to Pepsi. Anyway, sorry, you were telling us about the human That's the song of my people. (laughs) Okay, so she she gets sent down to the archives and she meets, what are you, no, a stuffy archivist down there. And uh, there's a bunch of cold cases and she gets bored. And so she drags them along on adventures and they go and investigate secret societies and battle giant robots and, you know, get electrocuted. Things like that. Something for everyone. Yes, something for everyone. Did I mention courses? <laughs> sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Something yeah. for- <laughs> Frankly, sounds so, good to all of us. So, so that's that's really what 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 uh, what the ministry is. I mean, it's um, it's it's this faction of Her Majesty's government that investigate the odd, the strange, and the paranormal. And uh, we've written two books in the series so far. Uh, the first one was called Phoenix Rising. The second one's called The Janus Affair. The third one we just did the cover reveal for it. <clears throat> it's called Dawn's Early Light. And we've we just had a terrific time, you know, uh, writing this series. And now uh, we have an opportunity to not only feature brand new, never before podcast, never never before published. released digitally, never mm-hmm. before published uh, short stories, but now we have a chance to give uh, people that role play and people who have never role played but would like to learn how to role play a chance to be ministry agents. And we're we're just we're we're very excited about this. And and from the reaction that people have had to this. Yeah, it's been it's 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 promising. It's promising. So that's that is what the Ministry of Peculiar Occurrences is. And and with that, we're stunned into silence. Yeah, I know. We've I think you. we're trying not to interrupt anymore. Yeah, because uh-huh. we've been doing a shit job of it to this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say David Duchovny and a couple sit. There you go. All right. And not okay, Noah so Wiley because he's an archivist, this, not a librarian. And now my mouse is gone from the button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you really want to say. Holy shit, snacks! But you know, I mean, T, put that down. Put it down. Put this. Put this. Oh, My nickname on, is Crystal. Sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna have a drop in battle now, uh, are you? Maybe. It's my archer. No, We're gonna have archer just... quote off. Yeah, possibly. I've I've got I've got the archerisms app. I <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, w- I wish I was Carol Crystal. Then I would have an ocelot. <laughs> an ocelot? Did you see it? Spot. He's <laughs> oh. so cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I, this I, is I our show. Yeah. This is definitely well, our you're show. Welcome back anytime you desire. Oh, thank you. I, I don't know what else to do at this point other other than to, to leave links up on our website for every single thing that you've done, which is <laughs> what I think we're going to do at this point. And at this point, the reality is you're you're halfway to your goal. You've got 16 days left. There's no reason why you shouldn't get it. Uh T. Morris, Pip Valentine, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Really, it was a pleasure. This was some wacky fun. fun. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. I apologize to my husband. <laughs> Don't apologize. Fun. Just apologize for me over and over tonight. <laughs> What's going on for the next couple of weeks? Well, next week we have Jamal Igle, creator of the comic series Molly Danger. And beyond that, I'm going to have to Hello. meet Michael. Okay, will you make sure you do that? And Dead Redhead! Hello! <laughs> I knew somehow that was going to happen sooner or later. Sci-Fi Saturday night! <laughs> Our outro music! I can't remember the words and do the voice! <laughs> oh, we're showing our professionalism Somebody once else again. has to read it. I can't once read it. Again. <laughs> Just a tip. <laughs> in any case, we'll see you in a couple of weeks at Boston Comic Con. We'll see you a couple of weeks after that at Granite State Comic Con. Bob and Kim at Comic Art House. 
all your comic book needs. Thank you all, our that wonderful sponsors. That was a sponsors. horrible outro. Yeah, well, nice job there. You were supposed to have it up. No, you said you were doing it. You never said I was doing so it. You were so professional. Wow. I want to thank you miserably and filling the creepy jar. Do you, do you want me to do a real <laughs> one? Sci-Fi sure, Saturday ahead. Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, and Comic Art House. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by The Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hull the Folk, at RobWatsOnline.com. Dome? I want to thank our cast for joining us tonight. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Brianna, and our Grammar Girls on Prairie. And thank you very much, ladies. Pretty much, yes. you must. Because Noah Wiley <laughs> is an archivist, not a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone. <laughs>